Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Welcome to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. We've put you in charge. It's your questions, their answers. Billy Slater. Uh, the next one, obviously, would be a club legend at South Sydney, and that'd be Bob McCarthy. He's worse than me. He is a dickhead in the box, mate. Honestly. The King Wally Lewis. The play against him each time was like playing against the Australian side. Dave Taylor. Uh, mate, that's a hard question. Oh, probably as a kid growing up, Chief Harrigan. I remember I met a bloke called Vince Corrales. Yes. The father spoke of and terrorised Australia apparently in the late 50s. Darren Lockyer when he was a fullback. His longevity is unbelievable. Yeah, it was special. Um, I'm going to have to say Billy Slater. To me, means the fabric of what Queensland's about. I see those two as two of the greatest coaches. Your questions, their answers on this edition of Q&A. The great man, the immortal Wally Lewis. Always a pleasure catching up, mate. No safety in questions here. I haven't written them, but thankfully I've vetted them very carefully. Mm-hmm. Our legendary listeners have flooded us with a variety of cracking topics. You ready? Yes, I'm not going to have to uh, fend off any dodgy <laughs> questions coming. <laughs> They've You've got been, my trust. They've been vetted. Okay, Captain Jay Swan asks... Pretty simple one to start. Why did you switch to rugby league and have you ever regretted leaving rugby union? No, well, I basically started off in rugby league. I was born into a footy family. My dad, Jim, uh, played for uh, uh, for West in Brisbane and um, then later Souths. Um, had an opportunity. Um, my mum uh, had a number of brothers that were playing for the Souths yeah. Club in, uh, in Brisbane. Um, I grew up uh, in a rugby league family. My dad was later a first grade coach. Did Jim um, coach Wynnum Manly? Yeah, he coached yeah. Wynnum Manly first grade. Um, so it was quite natural uh, that I was uh, going to be playing rugby league. That was first game uh, for Cannon Hill Stars, as they were called, and we played against uh, Valley United Stars. Um, and uh, it was uh, the introduction to a, a game I loved instantly. I had the uh, chance to uh, to continue on with that. Um, 
managed to get in a Queensland primary schools team, which was the uh, the six stone weight division. Six stoners. Yes, and uh, we, we chalked up a, a series win over New South Wales at uh, Cronulla's home field in game three where we wow. won it. Um, so it was uh, an opportunity. I went to high school at uh, Brisbane State High and that was rugby union. Okay. Um, I didn't know anything about rugby union. I had to learn how to play the game. After two years, I uh, said, that's it. I can't stand this game anymore. I'm out. And then the principal came to me and said, um, you weren't invited to this school on your scholastic ability. <laughs> it was your sports ability that got you here, believe me. Yeah. And my marks every exam uh, added plenty of weight to that, uh, that argument. Uh, so I went back to playing uh, rugby. Um, had a great coach, Jim Lucy, who was a, a former Queensland representative, yep. a wonderful guy, uh, who gave some pretty good advice to me, and that was uh, grow up a little bit, become uh, a little bit more serious with your footy. Um, and uh, then I went on to uh, to play in a couple of Queensland teams for uh, for a few years. Yeah. Um, the last one in 1977, um, went past the uh, – the, the uh, we, we tied the um, – uh, the Premiership at Brisbane yep. State High against uh, Gregory Terrace. Went on, uh, played for Queensland. We got knocked out um, by uh, New South Wales 2. Uh, sorry, New South Wales 1 uh, beat us. And the finals between New South Wales 1 and New South Wales 2. Um, that was my first opportunity to see the Yellow Brothers play. Two of them were playing for New South Wales 2, uh, which was uh, Mark and Glenn. And Gary, the younger brother, was playing for New South Wales 1. Um, I then got picked in a uh, in a team, um, which I still regard as the moment that uh, that made my uh, made my career. Um, it was the, Austra- it was the Australian schoolboys school team. Um, we went to Japan, France, England, Ireland, uh, Wales, uh, Scotland, and Holland. Three and a half months. Seventeen-year-old um, boys. For wow. most of them, we were learning what it was like. Yeah. Uh, we had two rules um, on tour, and uh, everybody said, oh, yeah, what were they about your behaviour? And I said, uh, well, the first one was, um, yes, don't uh, insult um, the Australian uh, Rugby Union or anybody in Australia by your behaviour. Yeah. The second rule, he said, which is just as important, is don't kick the ball. If you kick the ball, you won't play the next two games. Oh. Uh, we actually played um, on tour, I think it was something like 21 games. We kicked the ball 19 times. We played more games than times we kicked the ball on the whole tour. Admittedly, there were some games where we won by 60 or 70 points. The only time we kicked it uh, during the game was when we kicked off at the start of the game um, and kicking for goal. Um, wow. Didn't need to. And it had uh, some of the, the world's uh, greatest attacking players yep. of the future. The Yellow Brothers were, uh, were the backbone of that side, um, along with the coach, Jeff Mould. It was uh, it was something where, um, quite honestly, we learned just as much about life as we did about football, and uh, it was a growing up parade for uh, for a group of fine young men who still hang around together. Yeah. Um, we get together um, virtually every year now. Um, a couple of pa- sadly passed away, so mm. uh, we have the, the chance to be able to talk. Uh, and believe me, the, the stories are getting longer and bigger <laughs> every time we meet. Well, it actually brings me to question number two. A neighbour of mine who goes by the name of Snoz O'Connor, <laughs> uh, he asks, why did you terrorise and torment me so much as a kid on the rugby union field <laughs> in the late 70s? Uh, look, we basically went out there and I think for some of us, we were we were probably trying to prove how tough we were, mm. not how talented we were on the on the field. Um, he was something else, Snoz. Um, yeah. 
boy, um, you know, the opportunity to watch him in operation uh, as, a, as a young man. Um, I can uh, remember when I was asked in the years that followed, you know, if you were picking players to switch to uh, to league, who would they be? The Eller brothers went straight in and so did uh, Michael O'Connor. Yeah, okay. Um, he's a remarkable player, good bloke, great bloke, mm. um, and uh, and he was, uh, you know, thrilled to be able to uh, to be a dual representative. Ash Brennan asks, how did it feel when you were forbidden to play for Manly by the QRL? Yeah, yeah, I was signed, sealed, um, just didn't get delivered. Wow. Um, Went down, uh, had the opportunity to uh, uh, Gene Miles and myself were yep. both flown to Sydney um, to uh, to take up um, uh, a negotiation. Um, we were we were picked up at the airport and we're driving along, and we thought, uh, where are we going here? Um, we pulled in, we pulled off the road to go into the city. We thought we were going to the Manly Leagues Club. We pulled into the uh, into the city, into Kerry Packers Building. And wow. uh, we we got suddenly very very nervous. Yeah. We were sitting there, and um, Gene and I had uh, both spoken about um, how much we're we going to ask for. Yeah. Uh, we've been playing for uh, for Wyndham for uh, uh, three years at that stage. Uh, Gino had been there for many more than that. Actually, he he was about seven or eight. Um, but we hadn't been paid. The club had gone broke. Uh, there are a lot of guys, sadly, that wow. um, that weren't paid. Um, um, it was it was very difficult in those days. I think. Um, the interest rates that we were we were hit with uh, to borrow money when we weren't paid from yeah. the football club, the best you could get was eighteen point nine percent. You tell kids now, and they say, "Nah, couldn't have been that much. Couldn't have been that much." But it was uh, it, they were ridiculous. I mean, there were the six to fifteen, sixteen, seventeens yeah. all the way up, um, but there were some uh, some terrible figures, and uh, it it created a lot of drama for for many families that uh, that broke up. Um, uh, one guy sadly took his life, uh, but that was a pretty regular recurrence in those days yes. for, for many people that were doing it hard. It was a wonderful team uh, that um, uh, that I was playing in at that stage. Uh, the coach was Des Morris, um, yep. had a couple of premierships, and then um, I volunteered to be the captain coach yeah. um, in uh, in 1986 uh, when I um, had an opportunity to uh, um, – Basically, take another step forward and uh, in in the coaching role. Yep. Um, that wasn't something that appealed to me too good, but uh, I thought, well, um, I was under the impression that Des wasn't going to coach there for nothing. Yeah. Um, I volunteered my services and said, well, I'll do it as long as you pay me as a player. Yep. Um, and it went on. We won that premiership, and um, yes, yeah. it was a, it was a great team. We had a, a wonderful time, but sadly, um, eighty seven came along. There was no payment. A lot of good blokes Jeez. gave it away, and we ended up getting uh, knocked out and uh, uh, and, and beaten. Uh, didn't play the uh, the big game, so it was it was hard. But um, life was pretty tough for a lot of the footy players. Then they had many more oh, yeah. things to consider. Um, it wasn't just their uh, their football operation; it was their everyday livelihood. Yeah, most of them were still working. Now, uh, little Jimmy Slack asks, would coaches like Jack Gibson need all the assistant coaches like the modern-day coaches have, or would have they refused them? Yeah, probably Jack would have. Um, I've, I've often been, you know, inquisitive to uh, guys that were – Playing uh, under his direction, mm. uh, Brett Kenny's a guy that I used to speak to all all the time. Yep. Ray Price, you just said that he uh, he turned a lot of good players into great players, um, yep. and I've got no doubt with that. Uh, Brett used to say that um, you know uh, he he frightened the living daylights out mm. of me the first couple of directions he gave me, but um, he made life simple for a lot of the players, and I think that's uh, that's something that um, Wayne Bennett has done. 
uh, yeah. in the in the current day game, mm. and particularly Craig Bellamy. Uh, Craig likes to raise his voice a little yes. bit uh, in some different ways. So uh, they're all a little bit different in their uh, in their coaching style, their direction. Um, but to uh, to be uh, given that sort of uh, uh, direction by those uh, those guys uh, probably makes you feel like you were one of the luckiest people yeah. um, that's had the uh, the privilege of playing rugby league. Uh, there's some tough times uh, that always seem to uh, to come along, but it's the uh, the best advice that you get from those guys in what is the best way possible that you can react mm. uh, to those situations that uh, can be the difference between success and failure. Big Nuts Grady asks, because you dominated so many Origin games, I'd like to know, did you approach State of Origin as just another game or did you treat it and prepare for it differently? I love this question, actually. Yeah, it's... uh, Because the cliche is, oh, it's just another game. Yeah. Bullshit. Anybody that says it's uh, just another game, I guess you can understand that and uh, um, the the question itself is, uh, is probably a fair one, but... Uh, for those that have had the uh, the privilege and the honour of representing mm-hmm. their state, um, they will answer it uh, one way only. It yes. is uh, it is the greatest moment of your life. For the Queensland players, I uh, I can probably only speak on their behalf, mm-hmm. but I can remember going along to Lang Parker here in Brisbane before it was developed to uh, Suncorp Stadium um, with the hope that Queensland were going to score a try against New South Wales. Wow. I knew they weren't going to beat them. Yeah. Um, and quite often there were a number of players in the New South Wales team that were Queenslanders That's that right, had gone yeah. down there because they were earning much more money. Yeah. Their careers were developing um, into uh, in much better situations, and you certainly cannot blame them for uh, for going down there. Um, but uh, when Origin came along, it uh, it was something else. It gave the mm. Queensland fans as well uh, an opportunity to uh, to be able to to look into it. And when I'm often asked about uh, you know the players uh, that were picked for that time. Um, Many people thought that it was three quarters of the side actually came from uh, uh, from New South Wales mm. back across the border. There weren't all that many, and particularly uh, in the back line, I think the most outstanding feature um, was there was only uh, there was only a couple of them. Uh, Colin Scott was the fullback. Kerry Bowstead uh, was one of the wingers with Brad Backer, the other, Brad Backer, uh, who's a Brisbane yep. boy. Um, Chris Close. And Mel Meninga were the centres. Um, Yourself and Mark Murray. Well, Alan Thompson. Uh, no, no, sorry. Um, uh, no, I was actually playing lock forward. Okay. At uh, at that stage, um, so we had Alan Smith and of course Greg Oliphant. Yep. Um, so we had the experience in the halves of uh, of, of first grade stand in the Sydney yep. comp. Um, then I was at lock. Uh, Rod what year Reddy, is this? 1980. Uh, yeah. Yep. The very first game. Uh, Rod Reddy was in the second row with Rowan Hancock, yep. and then there was a Ro- and then we had the big boys up front. That's right, Arthur Beetson, um, Rod Reddy. Uh, sorry, um, Rod Morris, yep. uh, and Johnny Lang, who was the uh, that was the the test front row basically yeah. up up front. So um, we had an opportunity to play in a game and try and prove that uh, with a couple of kids on board, the the Queenslanders mightn't be too bad. Um, they won it, of course. Um, in, uh, in a situation, I think, that uh, the post-match celebrations uh, went on for a long, long time. I bet. Um, the, uh, the, the Queensland public couldn't believe that, uh, that we'd won a game. Yeah. It had been quite some time. So uh, what had been born was uh, uh, interstate football, yeah. uh, an intense rivalry. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. 
Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Ian Hawkins asks, I love this one, what impact has living with the King moniker had on life away from football? Good, bad or indifferent? <laughs> uh, it's not a bad nickname because you've been called a lot worse. Yeah, well, everybody, everybody has the idea that, um, that the nickname King... Uh, was given to me in a complimentary term, <laughs> but it wasn't. And uh, I've told the story a number of times. Um, it came uh, after the State of Origin series in in 1984. Uh, Max Krilich, of course, had been the um, the Australian uh, the Australian captain yeah. on the 82 tour. Yep. He was captain in 83 v New Zealand. Uh, 84 was coming along, and Max had uh, had called it a day. Um, so it was. Um, either going to be myself as the Queensland captain, and Ray Price was yep. the uh, the New South Wales uh, captain. And uh, in the build up to game one, there was question after question. Um, you know, should it be whoever wins? Should it be who's going to be the captain? Who's going? And uh, and and Ray, I think, was just trying to make me feel a little bit uncomfortable by his comments. And and I made a couple against him. Yeah. And. Um, uh, to cut a long story short, uh, once the the, uh, the result of the the game had been uh, put in place, um, you know, in the series, you know, here we were, beauty, Queensland yep. uh, winners. Won again. Um, at the press conference, they said to Ray, you know, who's going to do? It? And he said, Oh, look, you know, just get to the, the the game and we'll talk about that. And they said, No, 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 no. Um, who should be the Australian captain? And they asked him time after time. And he said, Oh, look, give it to Lewis. You know, they won, so yeah, give it to Lewis anyway. Fair dinkum, he thinks he's the king. And uh, at the end of that, um, the next day, um, we sort of read it in the paper and it was on the news the next night. And uh, when I went to training at the Wynnum Club uh, in Brisbane, um, we, we arrived and uh, said, what, what's going to happen tonight? And said, oh, we'll pick teams, we'll have a game of touch. Uh, King, you can come over here with me. And I turned around and I looked and I thought, what's going on? And Greg Dowling said, King, come over here, King. We'll do this, King. And I thought, oh. Here we go. Here we go. It's, <laughs> this price he's given me this. Now they're going to. So it stuck. Like, you know what, to a blanket. And yeah. uh, it just kept going on and on and on. And I used to get pretty shitty about it, and I'd blow up Deluxe <laughs> and tell them not to do it. Well, that was just like throwing petrol on a fire. That's you know, right. It was the worst thing I could have done. Miss Terry Unfiltered asks, how would have social media impacted footy in the 80s and 90s? Yeah. Uh, look, to be honest, I think I used to like the, the direct confrontation with um, with a lot of the, the general public. Yeah. If they had something to ask you, they'd ask you to your face. Yeah. There was no safety measures by being asking it down the line and yeah. not ever seeing that person. So I think that uh, we were probably in a, in a situation where we enjoyed the everyday, even to the people that used to give you a gobful yeah. and, uh, and belittle you. At least they did it to, to your, your face. face yeah. uh, these days, if you, it's- jump, if you jump on Twitter, 
You couldn't play 5-8. Andrew Johns was a, a useless passer. Hazamel Masri couldn't kick and Arthur Beetson couldn't pass. Uh, and I remember reading that Darren Lockyer was the, 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 the worst tackler and, and somebody yeah. said something about uh, but what about his attack? Uh, and that was it. It didn't get answered, yeah. part two of it. So um, it offers everybody an opportunity to uh, to ask a question in uh, yep. in wonderful safety. There's no doubt about it. But I uh, I must admit I, I do laugh on a, on a number of, uh, <laughs> uh, of questions that get put to somebody and uh, and I think it uh, you know whilst we probably think that it'd be great to get today's money we were awfully uh, we we're often um, you know very comfortable in the circumstances yeah. with which we uh, uh, we got by we answered questions and uh, it gave us uh, um, a little bit of time to ourselves Maddie Taylor asks who was the most gifted player you played against and what made them stand out um, you know, I don't know whether I played against him all that much. I'll answer it firstly. Um, the most gifted player I've ever seen is Mark Eller. He was wow. an absolute freak. Yep. Um, was able to to do things, throw the ball back between his legs. He was uh, he was a special. Um, I, I can remember, but <laughs> <laughs> the day I got married, um, I went upstairs and um. The, the night sort of continued on, and yeah. I just happened to switch the uh, the television on. There was a there was a rugby international on, and uh, and Mark was playing. I shouldn't laugh; it wasn't wasn't funny. But the the great interest was that how they how they went the Wallabies, yeah. and Mark scored a try. He scored a try in every every test. Wow! Uh, he was uh, he was something else. So um, he uh, he was he was something quite remarkable. Bruce the Goose asks, "Do you have a favourite game? If so, what is it?" Uh, yeah, game two, 1989. Yep. Um, Sydney Football Stadium. Yeah. Uh, it was a game where um, it's probably best described as uh, I've, I've never seen a horrendous injury toll yep. uh, in a game of football like that. We still hold the record, Queensland, the only ones to ever do it, to finish a state of origin game with 12 men. Um that, that that game and uh, we Alfie breaking his leg. We, game? Alan Langer broke his leg. Yep. Um, Mel Meninga fractured his cheekbone. Um, Paul Vorton, I think I think Fatty dislocated his elbow. Um, uh, Michael Hancock, um, he ended up doing his knee or his hip. Um, and right at the, towards the end of the game, Bobby Lindner, uh, I can remind, I can still remember, um, he was on the ground and he stayed down and I screamed at him about 10 times, get up, get up off the ground, get up now. And he said, I can't. And I said, you can get up. He got to his feet and he was hopping over to get in line. I said, don't let us down. Don't let Queensland down. Don't let yourself down. Keep moving up. And he kept falling over every time he did it. And I turned around uh, at one stage to, to yell at him again, and he was gone. And I said to the trainer, where's Bobby? And he said, he's off. He's got a broken leg. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a fair reason, I Sorry, suppose. Bobby. That's a, that's a <laughs> fair excuse. And went into the dressing room. The reason I love to bring that game up is um, at the end of that game, Queensland had produced the gutsiest performance that, that I can ever recall, and I don't mean to be disrespectful yep. to some others that, that had uh, similar uh, features and outcomes. Um, but when we went into the dressing room at the end of the game, there was no celebrations going on. Um, there was no song and dance. The players, they were buggered. They were yep. sitting there lying on the floor. There probably would have been half a dozen... Uh, guys that were actually sitting on the on the on the seats on the bench, uh, the rest were laying on the floor. They were spent, gone, done, dusted. They were they were out of energy. And Arthur Beetson came in and he was in tears. 
and he said, I have never seen a gutsier performance of that. And he stopped and was blubbering and said, in my life, he said, they've got to be proud of themselves. I want to congratulate them. And I said, well, Arch, said, you can do it. I said, but why don't you do a bit later? I said, you know, we're a little bit too tired to start talking about the game. Yep. Um, and uh, that match was uh, – that was something else. Uh, Queensland got their due credit uh, from that match, and I, I remember a lot of the New South Wales guys said, you know, you're a pain in the ass, you blokes. We gave you everything. Mm. We just couldn't bust you. Um, you know, you, 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 didn't, um, you, you didn't crack, you didn't break, and I said they didn't want to. It was uh, it was a remarkable effort, and that's uh, so often uh, what is on display in state of origin football by both sides, Queensland yeah. and New South Wales. Um, it is something that uh, you're not just playing for yourself, you're not just playing for your mates, you're playing for your entire state, and you're playing for your rugby league future. The big number thirty two asks: Is there one individual accolade that you've earned that is more special than others? If so, which one? Tough question. Yeah. One individual accolade. Um, oh, I'd have to say uh, being the, uh, the Australian captain. Wow! Surely that's the yeah. the, the greatest honour of all. I can um, I can still remember the the first time being picked in an in an Australian team in nineteen eighty one. Yep. Um, where I was in there, my mum and dad uh, were at the uh, the Valleys Club when they named it. I was the only Queenslander picked in the team. Um, and uh, that was uh, something else, and uh, I can remember turning around to my dad. I went down to Sydney after that game for the test against France, um, yeah. and uh, when we when we got to play them at the end of the game, he came up and he, the old bloke he was he was in a bit of a blubber. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm proud of you, and, and I said, Dad, I'd just like to hand you that as a, a little bit of a thanks for everything you did for me. Um, so that was uh, that was something special. I think that um, it. Because and I leave it at that game, because if it hadn't have been for the special work that uh, that my parents put in uh, all of those uh, all of those years, where every time Dad had come home for work, the first thing he wanted to do was just go upstairs, kick the shoes off, and pull a beer out of the fridge and mm. uh, and have one. Um, I used to call for him to come down the backyard, teach me how to do this. What about the pass this way? What about if I should be throwing it with my left hand? Teach me how to tackle. Which is the right shoulder to use if I'm running this way? What do I do if I'm going to be using a right shoulder defence and the guy steps off his left foot to come back to this way? Do I go to – and he always used to try and perfect uh, the skills of the game. He wow. said, well, if right shoulder defence is your favourite, you practice every one for the next couple of weeks, months, years with your left shoulder. Yeah. Try and work out the uh, the things that are uh, uh, a little bit uh, dominant uh, in your I need department um, before uh, before you start um, claiming to you know to have uh, adopted uh, every uh, basically every skill in the game. This is the last question. I love this because there's no right or wrong answer. It's just opinion. The losing punter. It's a fair nickname. Could be could be any one of my mates actually. He asks <laughs> the best Cameron Smith led Maroons. Versus the best Wally Lewis led Maroons. Who wins and why? Um, oh, look, you know, we'd. I'd like to be able to show a lot of uh, faith and uh, and dignity in saying uh, that my guys uh, yeah. never, never, ever gave up, um, and they didn't. They uh, they never gave up, um, but the other team didn't have to give up. Yeah. Um, I've got to say that uh, that was uh, that was one hell of a special team. Yeah, Cam Smith were in charge. Um, we had uh, some some wonderful stats uh, to brag about why we were so good and how good we were, but we didn't win eight straight. 
uh, to be able to win eight straight against a New South Wales team, which, geez, they had some good players on board there. So I, I guess you've got to say that um, um, on the on the stats alone, you've you've got to favour the Cam Smith led side. I know I've uh, I've probably thrown petrol on the fire for a lot of the guys that I was mm. playing with, but um, without being insulting to the uh, to the guys of. Uh, uh, of Cam Smith's direction, uh, I can all and and Mal Meninga's coaching. Um, mm-hmm. I'd also place a lot of faith in playing alongside, um, you know, Mal while he was in that uh, that early '80s side yep. as, as well. We had a uh, a group of blokes, and you know, again, I go back to that um, that line about um, you know we were all born at the same time. Yeah. Um, Colin Scott, Kerry Bostead, Gene Miles, Mal Meninga, Chris Close, myself, Mark Murray, Paul Vorton, Wally Fulton Smith, Brian Niebling, Greg Dowling, Greg Canescu, and Dave Brown. Ron McAuliffe answered a question, who was most responsible um, for Queensland's success? Was it one of the players? Um, and he said, no, no, it's the Lords, the big bloke upstairs. He said he's been very good to us. And uh, again, I, I keep going back to that one story, but it was something that uh, um, we had a, a group of guys that were born at the same time, that trusted each other, that liked each other's company. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll back them every day of the week, but I can't say that they were better than the... Uh, um, than the other side, that was that was something else. To win eight series against a New South Wales side that had plenty of good players is uh, is hard to imagine. There you have it, another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. We're the podcast that doesn't talk about the legends of the game. We're the one that talks with them for you. Over the off season, we've got three weekly podcasts. Tuesdays is Q and A day. Your questions, their answers. You legends are in total control of the interview. Look out. Thursdays are interviews and or stories, talking with some of the game's finest, both past and present, or we'll take a look back at a player, a year, a team or even a game and the imprint left on Rugby League. Then the weekend story comes out. You guessed it, on the weekend. We're moving away from footy for this one and chatting with friends I've met along the journey, all with amazing confrontational or emotional yarns. It proves you don't have to be a big name to have a big story. Before you go, we'd love for you to hit that five-star rating for us on the app you're listening on on the way out. Write a review too, we'd love that. It helps us grow the brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.